Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever you're watching this, uh, Everybody Eats Podcast, Episode 3, Season 2. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how are y'all doing tonight? All right, and so for today's episode, we'll be bringing on two very, very favorite uh, guests that we've been wanting to get on here for a while. Welcome, Justin Machida and Ben Heron. Great to be on. It's an absolute honor. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime, Jay. Anytime, Jay. It's great to um, yeah, so Dan, I believe you've uh, this week's um, uh, topics lined up. So if you don't, if you want to introduce it for us, why not? All right, so we're gonna talk a little bit individually with Ben first. Um, as you know, the different sports get started again, we have the return of Big Money Ben. So Ben, if you'd like to talk a little bit about that again with us, and you know how that's going. Yeah, no doubt. Last time you had me on, I wasn't really uh, placing any bets, just kind of throwing out a, a bunch of nonsense. But now that we've got the FanDuel account up and going, we got some massive bets coming in. As an example, tonight, we got 25 Bears to win and the over to hit at 44.5. I like those picks. Um, we were down $60 about uh, two weeks ago, and we are it's called Bounce Back Big Money, and we are on the come up. We are only down $25 as of now, so we're coming back strong. Wait, Let's how much go. was the bet tonight? How much did you bet tonight? So my unit, which is my uh, – which is what my, I consistently bet, is only $5. Not very big money-like, but I just keep it nice and consistent until we get the big money status. So I just need one of these big parlays to hit one day, and we'll be, we'll be milling with, like, hundreds, <laughs> maybe thousands of dollars. That's great there. That is awesome there. So yeah. we're we're rooting for the Bears. It seems to get you get you going. Yeah, and win. yeah, yeah. I mean the Bears. We need a big game from Allen Robinson. I think we just need the the over is the important part. I'm not really worried about the Bears. The Bucks had a really bad bad game. Wow, last week. <laughs> so I'm not worried about them. I'm just worried about the overs. We need the Bears offense to just go full power. I think Foles is starting. Get Trubisky in there. Come on, Foles is washed up. That's a bold take, but we live for bold. That's a bold Trubisky's take. had a good year. Or not good, I'd say, but like year up to par this year, I'd say. Everyone's just I, hating on him. Yeah, I don't 100% agree. I just feel like he needs the time. time. <laughs> oh, are you guys doing that too? Or are you guys doing that too? Prime time game yeah. against one yeah. of them. Ben, you cut out a little bit. Ben, you cut out there. We'll get that, we'll get that out of the video. Don't worry. You can just continue. We're chilling. Yeah, just oh, uh, what's, what's better? Than a primetime Thursday night game against the greatest quarterback of this era. Nothing. So I think Trubisky should get a shot to play. Well, we all know the, the, uh, the outcome of the last time Nick Foles played Tom Brady, and, you know, maybe there's oh, yeah. a little bit more luck like that. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Well, <clears throat> Ben, that's great to hear. Hope you he, have some success soon. <clears throat> So uh, now we're going to roll, roll with Justin a little bit. We have a big football season starting up. Uh, you've played two games already. Uh, would you like to talk about how they've went and what your, you know, your hopes are for the season? Yeah, they've obviously gone well. A little 2-0 start for the boys. Uh, got another game tomorrow. 
And we're getting more games than we thought, so it's obviously good. Also, Ben, you don't bet against Tom Brady. Come on now. Greatest of all time. Horrible pick. You're going to lose money betting against Tom Brady. So and This this is the problem I have. Kids that play football aren't really good at betting on football. That's so not true. I'm just going to disregard that opinion. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Ben. And, uh, Dan, Dan, yeah, um, we're going to keep the spotlight here on Jay real quick. I want to bring up some things. About, um, so, yeah, Justin, yeah, last week, career game. Um, I don't know if all you guys saw it on Bob Schlong, uh, live, on Bob Schlong's live stream or on LaSalle Sports, but Justin Machida, I don't know the exact yardage, but like a 40-yard bomb, one of the final drives in the game last week to really give you all the win. Go through your mind on that one play where you got up and get it. Uh, Gavin threw a great ball, and uh, I had to make a catch, so I just did it, and that's that. I love that play too. You were you were full extension, got all over the cornerback. It was hype. Yeah, Thanks, if I can grab a minute, grab a yeah. couple seconds here. I'm watching the game at home. It's a pretty lackluster Friday night for Ben Heron. I'm just grinding out some AP economics. Shout out JH, the Harvard grad. And um, as I'm doing it, I got Bob Long on my left, and I just see an absolute lack of a ball being thrown up in the air. I lost it in the sky for a second. I thought it was a shooting star. And then all of a sudden, I just see an absolute monster grab by Justin Machida. I'm jumping up and down. I'm screaming. My parents had to come up to see if I was okay. A real atmosphere here at Tutti. I mean, it was just ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, ben, looks like it looks like we just lost you there. If that's right. Um. Uh, yeah. Ben having some connection issues today. Ben was explaining that uh, game perfectly well. And Justin, even off the field, you stayed winning. I heard there were a few. Um, Cheerleaders didn't go back for the game, you know. Cheetah, Cheetah had a great weekend last week, so. The LaSalle cheerleaders. No, I heard I, – I, rumor was opposing cheerleaders were hitting them up on Instagram. I don't know. I mean, don't, don't look at me. I don't know how that word got out. I can either confirm or deny those allegations. Good, good. <laughs> um, I believe Ben is reconnecting right now, boys. He just texted us. So, I mean, damn, we can keep, we can keep a roll on things here and move on to the next segment. All right, so our next segment is our weekly sports report featuring reports by Ritz. So Let's go. Going on that, Ritz. Yeah, so um, this week in the worldwide sports, um, you see the very first American. We're going to have a little soccer chat here. Very first American um, in history uh, started and played for FC Barcelona. It was a pivotal move for the U.S. men's national team. I mean, They've been on the rise of the past few years. I mean, it's, it's just been showing on paper. Sergino Des, the right back. Are you he, sure started he started and played. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep saying he started because I said it first. I don't know if he did or not, but we're just gonna keep saying. I he know started. he got in the game. I think he got in. Yeah, like the seventieth yeah, minute. But probably did. Probably that's did. fine. Um, yeah. So the NBA Finals are also going on. Lakers up three one. Um, I don't know when the next game is exactly because I'm gonna be completely honest here. I haven't even watched a finals game yet this year. I've just been just dis- and it's tonight. Tonight, uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, game five's tonight. Maybe the Lakers can wrap up the series, or Jimmy B can come back and bring it three two. Um, and in the NFL, I mean, there's there's obviously been some headlines um, throughout the season with COVID and everything, but right now it's not looking so good. Um, I don't know the exact number of teams, but I know that the Patriots, Titans, right now are not looking very well with coronavirus cases. Um, the Titans, uh, there's some word around the league that the Titans might have to uh, the Titans might have to forfeit this week's game um, because they did violate uh, 
league guidelines, they had unofficial practices at like their um, at their training facility with all the players, and like the, half of those kids like had COVID. It just didn't really make sense or anything. So uh, NFL might actually give them like a forfeit because they obviously can't play this weekend because all these uh, COVID dudes. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty sure I covered everything there. So, um, but yeah, very active week here in sports world. That's a great service. thanks for keeping us up. Oh, and also, 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 had to add this in here. Me and yours truly, Shane Hagen, made an, ex- made an appearance on 97.5, uh, The Fanatic, uh, yesterday. And basically, me, my boy, Devon, whatever his name is, on 97.5, had a very good chat about Travis Fulgham, Eagle superstar receiver, just all-around monster. We were talking about him, and Shane brought some good points about Carson Wentz. Um, you guys can probably catch that somewhere. On I seven point five, but yeah, that was great. Um, that was a I called wonderful. in. I called in. Had a great talk with him, and safe to say, Devon does not like bold takes. Well, yeah, I it mean, probably in the in the editing process, I can add that little clip in right Good. now. Good. So Good. people can hear what you what you've con- conversed about. What did he say? What did he say? It was like, it was like, uh, I said, uh, we live for that's what we live for. Not me. I go, I go, we live for bull takes here. And I 7.5, he goes, uh, not me. Like in the middle of me talking. That was pretty silly. Devon was not a fan. Thank you. Thank you for the amazing report, Risky. Um, yeah, you got it. You got it. Moving on, we're going to segue into what are you curious about segment? So let's go. Any uh, four of you guys have anything you've been curious about lately? Now is the time to just let it out. I know Ben's got something. Here we go. Yeah, I'm curious about what goes on in the Eagles locker room. I would like one of those Amazon specials or Netflix originals to go behind the scenes, see who's taking leadership in that locker room. I feel like it's – I hope it's Wentz and I hope it's Ertz, but I just don't know. So I'm hoping that one of those guys steps up. No, Ben. Fantastic, curious. Yeah, Ben. Great, great question to bring up. Um, I would like to throw a few answers out there, maybe just on how well they've been performing lately. I'd say like this season, I think Lane Johnson, Brandon Ingram, are having a higher voice than usual. I mean, there's just been beasts on the field. Brandon Ingram's racking up sacks every week. Lane Johnson, although he was like partly injured against the Niners, I think that he's like a big vocal point this year, especially with Jason Peters just sucking everything. But I like that question. Yeah, does uh, anybody else have anything they've been curious about? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. This isn't, ne- this isn't necessarily something that I'm curious about all the time, but it's something that's super trippy. All right, ready? <clears throat> in every movie ever, you are in the film, but you're just really far off camera. How, how cool is that to think about? What do you think mean? about that? Oh, like, in, in, so, all right, um, let's say they're filming a movie. It, it could even be in, like, some Hollywood, like, studio. If you're thinking about it, like, you're in the movie. You're just, like, far back off camera. You know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> how cameras work. <laughs> I know, but, like, a, no, if you, if you, like, think about it. Like, give like, us an example. Like, give us an example so we can right. better understand this. No, like, all right, so let's say, let's say there's a shot. There's a shot on, like, the Mount, on Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, like, you're you're in that shot. You just can't see. Like you're off camera. Like you're off camera a little bit. You know what I mean? You're far back there. You're off camera. But you're. I really you're think I'm at the shot. top of Mount Everest. To be honest, <laughs> I watch a movie on it. But. You don't. You don't have to physically be there. Well, you are. You are in that shot. You know what I mean? 
You guys aren't going to I, I know what you're trying to say, but like. <laughs> All right. Swing and a miss. How about this next one? <laughs> um, this one I, I saw on Twitter. It made me so scared. Apparently, this was made by Mark Twain, apparently. That dude from Baltimore. He likes the Raven or something. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Mark Twain. Apparently, he made this like two-sentence horror story. I just want to share with you guys. So, apparently, he wrote, he wrote this. Um, he says, and at last, he lays down in bed at night, knowing that he is the last person alive on the planet. A few seconds later, he hears a knock at the door. How scary is that? I mean, a little bit scary, but I, that's a little bit scary. How are you? I think no, you've confused Mark Twain with Edgar Allan Poe. Because... Edgar Allan Poe, Gigi. Thank you for that spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. You know, because I was, Dan, I was reading that tweet out Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, everyone's disconnected. Uh, and it was like, mm-hmm. and I was like could you repeat what you said? I'm right now, and all of a sudden, Dan, Dan, like you know, your last person too. Like it's confirmed. You just hear a no, knock at the door in the middle of the night. How scary is that? Riley, you disconnected <laughs> for a while there. We didn't really. Damn. Get <laughs> of course, just, I just, just repeat. Just right, repeat. We'll, we'll cut that out. Yeah, just repeat. We'll cut that out. Yeah. yeah. Last like three right. seconds, you say? Yeah, I would say so. All right. Word. I was going to say, like, yeah, Dan, so imagine. Oh, no. Like, you know it's gonna be the last person. Oh, it's not working. It is not working. Zoom's not working today. Third time to try. Third, third uh, time to try. Third time to Come on. Third time to try. Run it back. Run it back. Dude, first Ben, now me. Who's next? Like, there's, like, a Zoom bug. It's tracking. We'll, we'll take live odds on who's next if anybody's willing to throw some dash down. <laughs> Ben's going to throw five bucks on it. Um... Should I even bother trying again? Yeah, one this? more time. One more time. All right. I'm trying to get this real quick. All right. So, Dan, basically, imagine that you, you yourself, go to bed at night, and you have it confirmed. You know for a fact that you were the last person ever on this planet, and then you hear, like, a knock at your front door. How scary is that? That is pretty I, scary. That it's is pretty scary, scary to think about. No, because, like, I was contemplating it, too, and thinking about it for a good five minutes on Twitter, and I was like, Dan, that is But scary. I would so also bring up the question – why am I the last person on earth? What happened to everybody? Just a, just a, so if, and if I'm the last person, why is there a hypothetical? That's like a hypothetical. That's, that's the thing. Then that means you're the last person alive. I'm not then, actually the last person. Well, it was, the I know, reason. but that's the thing. And then you're, I don't feel I hear that knock, but I just knocked. But like, how trippy, how scary would that be? That'd be so scary. Pretty creepy. That is so yeah. scary. So scary. That's what I want to share with you also. Okay. That's great. Does anybody else Thanks. have anything? All right, Liam, at least I contributed. <laughs> yep. Well, Liam's, Liam's big segment's up next. We don't have oh, anything. yeah. Liam looks like Ronald McDonald. Thanks. All right, we can continue. <laughs> Moving in to our next segment, we have our conspiracy theory segment. Uh, Let's Liam, go. take it away. All right, so my conspiracy theory is um, Bigfoot. And I think pretty much everybody has heard of Bigfoot is pretty common uh, conspiracy theory, but people, there have been many sightings in the United States. I think Washington and California are like the two main places, like in the middle of the woods or whatever. Uh, but a lot of people like devote their lives to like researching him and trying to cite Bigfoot. Um, actually, I didn't know this. I figured this out uh, earlier today when I was doing a little research. Um, Bigfoot and like the abominable snowman and like Yeti, they're all like the same person. But I don't know. I didn't I didn't know that. I thought that was like all different conspiracy theories, but I guess it's the same person. Uh so 
everybody knows all the stories about it. I don't really have to explain much else, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, do you guys think Bigfoot is real? Do you think these sightings are real? Do you think these people are making it up? Or do you think, do you th- do at least think that they believe they saw it or they, do you believe he's real? You know, do you think they saw it or do you think they're making it up? All right, so I'll comment first. And I am a 100% true believer in Bigfoot. I think he totally exists. I remember since I was, like, really young, watching all these different um, shows, finding Bigfoot. I remember my guy Bobo. He had the big, goofy hat on. He always had the necklace. I just remember him knocking the trees, doing the calls, and they would get stuff back. It was just so interesting hearing all the different, like, town hall meetings they had with the different stories. It's just it's too much, you know, like stuff being said about it to make it not real. That's how I view it. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, rebuttal what Crone just said. I think there are some beastly animals out there. No doubt about that. I just don't feel like there's a, a big foot. Like I think there could be some animals out there that could like walk on two feet or maybe six to eight feet tall. But when I hear like think Bigfoot, I think of this big, like mysterious hairy 12 foot creature leaving like 15 inch footprints in the ground like i yeah, just that's don't exactly see what it is well and maybe I would, the government's just, like trying to hide it from us i would then actually does, like how like how do we have a picture of him if nobody's seen him or i would then ask you the question the, throughout the show there'd always be these um footprints that they'd have like in they'd like see the footprints and you know like i guess put cement in them and like I mean, it's not that it's not that hard to like, fake a like footprint, a print. and they yeah, would be so. like these big, like Shaquille O'Neal-sized footprints that look like human feet. Yeah, so, so what, you know, what you do there, you get a thirteen-size foot shoe, and you put it in the ground for like 10 in the to middle of minutes. the woods, in the middle. Yeah, of the Shaq, yeah. Shaq was just trying to take a nice stroll through the, the woods. The, the, the new in, the new intern goes out where there's put, where they, no one lives yeah, in the middle yeah, of nowhere. The new the new intern twenty minutes ahead goes the crew and puts. The, 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 the imprints on the ground and then he walks away and then the camera crew comes uh, around. Oh my God, big print. Oh no, all these, wow. <laughs> no, it's more sources. like people bring them like in the town halls, people be like, I have my cement thing, my cement foot that I found. Okay, so we're supposed to believe you know? these randos from Whoa. Washington that went in the yeah. woods. Who would, took make that up? Who would make that up? What type uh, of stuff? There's some weird people that? out there, Dan. Okay, there's some weird people. I don't know. The people oh, that would make that up are the weirdos that devote their lives to finding Bigfoot. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Like, that's exactly it. <laughs> I'd like to uh, chime in here. First of all, Dan and Liam, I'm concerned for your mental health. Second of all, I never um, said I believed in him. Has, 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 has anyone here seen the Nelk video where one of them dresses up to be Bigfoot? Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Justin, Justin nods as well. Um, all right, so basically, Justin Genie is trying to FaceTime him. Okay, all right. So basically, um, in that video, uh, there is some dude, and the, the video is 100% serious, so like, oh, oh, no, it's not serious at all. It's Nelk. So one of the Nelk dudes dresses up in, like, a Bigfoot, and he's running around in the forest, and some crazy-ass, like, old dude out here in the middle of Oregon, probably Oregon, just, like, fully believes that's him and is, like, saying all this, like, weird ritual stuff about Bigfoot, a.k.a. what the point I'm getting here to is, is Dan, this, this is, like, this is the type of people that are saying Bigfoot is real. Like, these people would actually, like, kill themselves if you take away their Confederate flag. Like, these people live in the middle of nowhere. They're the 
firmest believers in like Bigfoot. It's it's the most wrong thing ever. Half of them like have beards going down to their belly buttons. It's it's there's a wild scene out there in the Oregon slums. I've seen it myself. I've watched Gravity Falls. Anyway, like I just think my point here is just Bigfoot. Um, the myth is fake. It's been debunked. Yeah, so. I feel like there's just no way that like you wouldn't have like solid evidence and like have it as a known fact that that creature exists like by now come on it's 2020 how would we not just this big huge creature how would we not have any idea that if it exists or not like come on now it lurks in the shadows okay well liam, a lot of other animals lurk in the shadows that we still know liam, you say liam you say how come we have no evidence like um yeah. a bigfoot with all these searchers and stuff like we have we've like our own oceans are like probably like five percent discovered like why are we not yeah, bringing no. up that question no i know but i'm saying that that's true but on land where we have explored almost every who part would take land, the like, time to go out in like a cave or whatever i love keep bringing up oregon too because it's just oregon stereotype in oregon and just like risk their life in like the wilderness just to like get a picture of some furry like man like why well those weirdos would definitely do that but oh, yeah, yeah i don't know I weird just, people yeah but i would say there's countless you know you know um sightings and stuff of like and hearing the big you know sounds and stuff that they make and i don't know what other animal would like would you hear like a bear knocking on a tree at late at night like I mean, what animal would do that and a uh, hummingbird or like or like a big owl like a human like a whoo, uh, maybe know, like, an owl who's known no, for making it's not owls like an owl like a wolf it's not like, like that yeah, a wolf <laughs> it's, it's literally different it's not we, an owl what are we doing here what are we doing here? i'm just saying i'm just saying there's like the really and i'm being the other side i'm just saying okay that's all i'm saying all right i mean that is all you're saying you are well, speaking yeah, that's all i'm saying that is all you're saying all right, well, Liam, okay. thank you very much for bringing up this conspiracy theory. I mean, we had, we had some good debates here and there. Everyone contributed their points. Um, so we know he's fake. So, yeah, we can continue. Yep. We, That's right. Yeah. Good, 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 good stuff, Liam. So next we're going to go into our um, talking point of the night. And our sort of debate is going to be, what is the hardest position in all of sports? Let's go! So, like, sports. NFL, soccer. Uh, baseball, well, Dan, football, I believe, whatever. Dan, um, and for any other people that are willing to answer this, um, it doesn't have to be position. Me and Dan were talking about this mm-hmm. in our free period. It doesn't have to be position. Like, you don't have to say, like, quarterback. It could be, like, um, it could be, like, a coach. Like, it, right. it could be anything in sports that's just what you think is the hardest. For instance, my pick is going to be uh, hitting a baseball. That's what my pick is going to be. So, it doesn't have to be, like, a position. It could be mm-hmm. – um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it could be locking down that one star receiver. It doesn't yeah, you know what I mean? Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if I must say, I can I have two uh takes on this. My first one is I think hockey is the hardest sport for folks. I just feel like skating is very difficult. On yes. top of that, you also got guys flying at you, bodies are everywhere. You got this little black box is just all the ice and you're just trying to knock it down. Tough sport. My I think the hardest position is a catcher in baseball, and I'll tell you why. Ooh, bold. First of all, I can't squat for more than five, maybe seven minutes max before my kneecaps start to give out. I don't know how these guys do it day in and day out. 
second of all, you're always using your arm. So, I mean, they're like, they're, they give pitchers a day rest. They forget that the catchers are always thrown back. I mean, they're not throwing back as hard, but that's a lot of straight, straight on your rotator cuff. Third of all, they also have to hit the baseball. And they're not, they're not always the, the speediest guys out there, but they, they, they have to, like, have a really special skill at catching. And then on top of that, have to be able to hit a baseball. I just feel like it's a very difficult position for a very specialized individual. I just feel like it's a really tough position. I just feel like it, they just get underappreciated in the industry, I feel like. That's a great okay. point, Ben. I like that. Yeah, Ben, I also like that. Um, I like the point you brought up about having to squat in the same session for like three hours. I mean, the quads on most catchers are pretty vast, pretty vast themselves. And you've seen some revolutionary um, techniques used. You see Yadier Molina, I believe, sticks his right leg out and just completely lounges it on like the dirt. I mean, some some men – like work harder others work uh smarter and yadi is a big uh example of working smarter there just chilling out in the dirt um yeah so that's what i think i i do like that though i do think a catcher would be very difficult so yeah yeah thank you rylan okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. um uh dan can i go last i'm pretty i'm pull up some sure you can go topic last because uh, i really want to defend yeah. this yeah back go next later. Uh, yeah, sure. So this is probably gonna be pretty like common answer, like stereotypical answer, but I'm just going to say, uh, uh, quarterback in football. Cause, um, first of all, you have to memorize all the plays and the different routes that your receivers are going to take on those plays and whether you got to fake a handoff or actually hand it off or all that stuff. Uh, but also just, uh, keeping track of everyone in your field, like keeping your eyes moving across everyone and finding a receiver exactly when they're open in that, like, split second and then actually getting the ball there in that small pocket, I just think there's, like, nothing can really compare to how much skill that takes to do all those things at once and be good at it. Yeah, certainly. Um, and one thing definitely underrated about the QB position is how every, <clears throat> how every quarterback has to know um, the basic like defensive playbooks and every single shift and move made by defense. Cause like you're watching on TV, you hear a kill, kill. And you're like, why do you do that? The linebacker moved like five feet up to the line. You see, like you just got to know every single, uh, um, crook and nanny of like, uh, you know, the game, the game of football. <laughs> no kid cranny, but <laughs> looking cranny. Did I say vice versa? All right, smart. Said, okay. You rather have a good GPA. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I like that one, Liam. Thanks. Yeah, it's pretty good one, Liam. Uh, yeah. Johnson, you want to go next? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I was doing some research on my pick. So I'm – Rylan, by the way, great pick. Took my pick, so I had to come up with another one. But Boom. I'm going to go with a jockey in horse racing. Okay, first, first and foremost, there's a physical limitation. You can't be over five foot seven. And, you know, I was watching the Kentucky Derby, like, all day and, like, all the races before it and stuff. Shout out Authentic for winning the Kentucky Derby. What's up, Ben? You didn't have that pick. I did. Oof. And there he is. There he is. What did you say about that, Ben? Yeah, Machida just outplayed me there. He had the pick from the beginning. He was all for it. I just doubted him. I didn't even want to pull DMs. I know what happened. I All credit goes to Machida on that pick. I was totally wrong. Okay. So back to my Saturday watching the Kentucky Derby and the races before it, watching the races before it. And I noticed that the jockeys 
that are riding the horses are the same jockeys that are racing later in the day, which just means there's only like 20 of these jockeys that people trust enough to put on the horses. So it's obviously a very difficult and specific job moving the horse, like as you come around the last turn, like when to have them speed up, when to have them cruise, stuff like that. Very underratedly hard position in sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Justin, at first I was a bit perplexed as to why you chose a jockey in horse um, racing. And then, and then you brought up how they keep the same jockeys for every race and they just give them the different horses. That, that kind of like shook me there because, you know, you see after a race, you see like the jockey come up for an interview and the jockey can barely like bring out words. The dude's just huffing and puffing, like sit on top of his little horse there. And I feel like the, just that right there, if I'm like watching that on TV, I'm like, oh, he's probably done for the day racing on that, like, you know, pre mistakes, et cetera. And the dude's like, nah, I got like five more races today. Like it just looks, that's very uh, physically demanding right there. It's not, it's not LaSalle crew physically demanding. Like, you know how they talk their talk, but uh, definitely, definitely seems like a very hard sport um, or position too. Yeah. I like that pick. All right. So I'll go next and then you risky. Uh, yeah, sure thing. All right. So I have, I have three of them. I want to give two, two sports a shout out and then I have my pick. Uh, my first, you know, like honorable mention will be a baseball pitcher because that has to be so hard. Just throwing hard pitches one after another, all the different pitches they have to know, holding the ball and everything, placement. It's just that's one hell of a hard sport position. Uh, my second honorable mention would be a water polo player because imagine them, you in a pool, throwing this like heavy ball around while also trying to tread the water at the same time. It's just the physical toll they go through is just mm-hmm. crazy. So next is going to be my pick is going to be a hockey goalie. Even though, you know, they're in a net, they take up a big space in the net. It has to be near impossible to save a hockey puck. Cause it's, you know, this tiny black, uh, you know, puck that's coming at you at hundred miles an hour, hundred miles per hour off different shots. You just have to react so quick with, like, your glove trying to catch or anything. It has to be so hard. Exactly. That's, your, uh, that's my take. Dan, I like that pick. And um, in the group chat many times, we've had discussions. I believe Casey and Lucas were on uh, – I remember we were having a discussion once, and Casey and Lucas were saying that being a hockey – or being a hockey goalie would just be easy. And Casey's like, yeah, just sit still in the net. I'm like, wait a Not minute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like – being a hockey goalie, you don't understand the amount of like because they're wearing all the pads, mm-hmm. and then like you're sitting there on one side of the um, net, ball gets passed over immediately. Immediately got to shift over. Sometimes you got to yeah. lay your whole body out. You know, it can be and very with all hard. those pads on. It's got to be like sort of hard to move. Your and having to move yeah. on the ice that way too. Yep. And all the t- every time you give up a goal, you're like, oh, you fat piece of crap, just sit there and you'll save it. No, sir. There's a man fifty feet away shooting a puck 150 miles an hour that in mid-flight was deflected. And I have also they, – they always have a defenseman in front of them shielding them. You have a whole man standing in front of you. And you, have to, you have to try to save that going 150 miles an hour? Come on now. Not doing that. Uh, I do like that pick, Dan. Very intriguing to say the least. And I, I do defend that. I like that. So let's, um, let's hear your pick, Risky. Yeah, so like I said before, I think that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in all the sports. Um, so basically, the reason why I picked this is you see uh, in the MOB today, if you hit, so if you're up at the uh, plate 
20 times and you hit the ball five times out of that 20, you're getting paid $50 million a year minimum. Like everyone used to say, oh, if you hit a three or four times, like the pitchers over the years have became, uh, have become very more um, skilled in their uh, tasks. And obviously hitting is harder than ever right now. Like the best hitters are probably barely even 300, over 300. I don't know. Machida probably knows. I believe like Nolan Arenado is like over 300 a season. Machida, you can you can spit some numbers on me. You know, I don't know. I don't know about this year, but like the best last year was like 350 something. Wow, so, yeah. that's pretty hard to do, I guess. Maybe maybe it's Fernando or Fernando Tatis. That kid's pretty sick. Anyways, um, bring up my numbers here. According to NPR.org, um, a batter. Uh, after, yeah, so after the ball is released from a pitcher's hand, the batter has around 400 milliseconds to react to that pitch. So if, for instance, if that pitcher's thrown a curveball, he has less than like half a second to realize, oh, it's going to be a curveball. So this dude's swinging like as soon if, if he gets like a gut feeling before that pitch. He's swinging before he knows that. And if, if you watch these close-up um, batcher or patcher, nice, pitcher, batter, um, uh, duels like you see that as soon as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand, the dude starts to swing. It just shows how hard it is. Um, balls are balls are coming at you 100 miles an hour. They're like cutting down mid pitch. It's just a hard task to do. And like I said before, if you're hitting like if you're hitting five balls out of 20 or three out of 10, you're like one of the best players in the league right there, right then and there. It's just that hard to do. Um, so that's my pick on why hitting baseballs is you know, the hardest thing to do in all uh, American sports. So, yeah, here you go. That's a great pick, Rizky. I, I like it how you went in the Thanks, Dan. It's back it up with I, facts, I also you know. liked it. You it's really destroyed everybody else's with facts and logic. I mean. Yeah, I really pulled out my inner Ben Shapiro. Hashtag um, uh, hypothetically. All right, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rylan. You're welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, now we're on to our final segment of today's podcast. This is going to be our traditional top three. This top three is going to be like no other, ladies and gentlemen. So with our counterparts, uh, Justin and Ben, for today, we are going to be talking about – so basically our top three is if you were to be any top recruit in the nation for any high school sport, it could be football, basketball, crew. Um, uh, basically explain what your top three college preferences – pretend you have an offer from every college – what would your top three college preferences be, and what would your top like? What would your top three uh, choices be between any college? So, um, if you all are ready, um, let's start off with Dan here. I feel oh like Dan's got a good pick. <clears throat> I was waiting to see what everybody else said, but I'll go. That's fine. Okay. So, um, I'd probably be you know, since this is like all hypothetical and everything, I'd probably yeah. be you know a D one basketball recruit. Okay. You know, like point guard. Sport. Yeah, point probably guard. point guard, most likely. Okay. Um, so my top three schools. This is going to be tough, but and I'm not going to say them in any. I'm not going to say them in any order, but my first one will probably have to be Temple, just because mm-hmm. you know Philly guy. Both my parents went there. I had to I had to give them a shout out. <laughs> one guy from Philly to another. <laughs> Talking to yeah. you, Dave. If Dave, if you're watching this, you suck. <laughs> Well, we wouldn't want to condone that on any podcast, but no. it's implied. Um, my second school would have to be Duke, 
because of its wow. prestige, college basketball history and everything like that. And my third school would probably have to be. Mm, I had a little drummer for you. Thank you. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> probably like. Oh. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, almost. Almost there. Almost there. Um, Pride to give it to. Almost. And I'm not almost. sure. I'm not sure, Risky. I don't know. You can, you can just fit out any D1 successful college program. Like, it's, a, it's a big decision. Villanova. You're a big Villanova no, fan. No, 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 no. All right. No. Dan, would, Dan only has two. I would decline them. If they offer me, I would be like, no, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> All right, how's how's Jalen Brunson? Ooh, wait, we, yeah, but my well, that has nothing to do with the school. Um, well, I mean, his dad third, went there, and he was, and pick, he was okay. His dad went to Tumble. My third pick would be, you know what? I have to give oh. it to Florida Gulf Coast because they Ooh, wow. are. You know, I remember a couple of years back. Playing March Madness, this team I picked, they were playing Georgetown first round, number two. Versus beat them. They beat them. And they beat them. They beat them by a lot. So, after seeing that, Florida Gulf Coast always shows up in the tourney. So, I would love to join them. Florida school. Florida's amazing. What's not to like? I mean, yeah. I like that pick. So, Dan, you're going with a Temple, Duke, and uh, Florida Gulf Coast blind. I like that. Yeah. Um, for next one, I'm going to hit up uh, – we'll hit up Liam here. Solid. Uh, okay. Um, I swear if he says like rugby, I'm going to lose it. I'm not going to say that because uh, I guess right, we good. switched to hypothetical. Um, yeah, it is I hypothetical. Would, yeah. I would probably also do basketball if it's hypothetically like whatever sure. sport I would actually want to play. Um, I would probably do basketball. I honestly do not know about the schools at all, but dude, I'll on. go – I'll just go – Villanova, because come on, big Villanova guy. Okay, I gotta go okay. with them. I like that. Number one. Uh, Original. Okay, there. Right. Yeah. I'm actually doing that just to make you angry because you don't like them. We'll but uh, the yeah, Temple, Temple, yeah. good national championship. No, temple, good national championship. I'll keep going. Yeah, like, Temple's good. Like, yeah, that uh, uh, trophy case. I guess, let's yeah, see. big trophy case. I'll go. I don't know. Uh, maybe like Virginia, Virginia at, up there. Um, and then, go Hoos, baby. Go Hoos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kansas. We'll go Kansas. Kansas. Uh, Woo. Yeah, yeah there's uh, my list. No, that's a good thing. Really Mario well Chalmers. List, guys, really well informed. Didn't just look at a 2018 uh, NCAA tournament bracket, I swear. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> let's go. Next. Who's up next? All right, um, uh, Justin oh, or the, Ben? Yeah. Uh, I want to go to Ben. Oh, okay. Me we'll and Jay go last. Let's yeah. go, Jay. Let's Turn me up, Jay. You finish it off good. Ben, go ahead. Okay. Right. We already know. Oh, oh, I'm like going. all of you. Going? Okay. I'm like, yeah, Ben's oh, going. Oh, Ben's oh, going. Oh, oh, I'm like all of you, uh, buffoons. I can't prepare for this uh, segment. Um, my, my, As did I. This is in order. This is in order. Keep that in mind. I'm a basketball recruit, right? I'm a 6'9", 6'10", center, all right? I'm just oh, an absolute okay. beast. That's bold. My number three program 
is VCU. Now, if you don't know VCU, they are always so consistent in the tournament. It's unreal. You're a big Paige Hoger guy. <laughs> Sorry, she just committed that. Okay. Right. Okay. Right, how, how do you remember that? Everyone knows. All right, Ben, you get the name. Sorry. Sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Dan, oh, what wow. 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 it good, that good. That's staying in. That was not what I thought. What Explain I thought. Explain why you choose. Well, Ben, Ben, it's a perk. It's a perk on the side. Explain why. I just remember them, just remember them being an 11 seed and just just rolling team sometimes. Just ecstatic. Push the ball. No dribble basketball. That's just fun to watch. Is what that is. All right. So that's my number three. Um, my number two is going to have to be the Purdue Boilermakers out of West Lafayette, Indiana. They breed six-time, seven-foot centers that just are absolute mm-hmm. horses in the paint. Like that Isaac Haas guy, just an absolute beast. And boiler up, really, is what it comes down to. Yeah. And I think yeah, we all I love Purdue. I could not agree more with that. A mile away. Basketball, the one six eight zero two. The best college sports atmosphere in the country, Penn State basketball. If I was the number one recruit, I would commit to Penn State. There's no other place on earth. The 16802, Happy Valley, it's unreal. The electricity for any sport, unreal. The people, I love it's it. It's just a fantastic mm-hmm. sports environment. And I just feel like that's where I think I could succeed the best. And we are 2025. I like, I like that, Ben. Um, now, uh, Justin, if you want to end he- uh, end us off here, then I'll I'll go if you if you want. Okay, here we go. Let's go. So I'm gonna go off of the basketball, move on to football, but I'm gonna be a running back, big running back, all the intangibles. My number three is gonna be my money bag pick, University of Wisconsin. You got the big ass mm-hmm. best lineman in the country there, and that you're going straight to the league. Getting your first – did I really take your pick, Rylan? You took my pick. All right, continue, continue. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, you're going right to the league, getting your money. Great. Okay, number two, my dream school, Penn State, my favorite school. Ben already described it all perfectly. <laughs> did a great job. Nothing else needs to be said. But number one would be Ohio State University. Now, you might bold. be wondering why I say bold. that. Bold. Wait, you That's hate bold. them. That's bold. Just wait, just wait. Bold. Oh, I you would, like Marvin? You like Marvin I would go in there. I would work my ass off. Probably be able to squat 650 pounds, become the starting running back, and then transfer. Nope. Oh, you're not gonna guess it. Play the first couple of games of the season against Howard and all these other shitty schools. Put up 230 yards in a game, and then we get to the Penn State game in Beaver Stadium, whiteout. The crowd is rowdy. First half, I have an amazing half. I have three touchdowns. Let's go. Let's go. The score is 21-17. Oh, my God. Third and Who's nine. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Third and nine. Four <laughs> minutes left. We need a first down to clinch the game and win. We run a halfback draw. No, you don't. 39. That's what we do. Just hear me out. We run a halfback draw. Penn State's not expecting it. No, they're not. Wide no. open hole. I run the other way. I run the other way. <laughs> Safety. No, 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 not safety. I fumbled the ball on the one-yard line, let Penn State score. Touchdown. 
I know you're celebrating. I, I celebrate with them because the gig is up. Everybody knows now. <laughs> the next day, I transfer to Penn State, and they build a statue for me. <laughs> so I love that, Machida. Machida, that, that was awesome. That's, that was a great proof. scenario. I was on the 39, 39 halfback draw? Who calls that? Awesome. that? I mean, Kurt, I mean <laughs> when you trust the best that. running back in the country, you call That's that. That's awesome. How has nobody done that yet? How has nobody <laughs> called that? Idea? Yeah. Good point. <laughs> that is so good. All right. So, um, I as I said, Rylan. Yeah, as, as expressed, Machida did take one of my options. Um, anyways, it's going to be in a roll thing. So, Ryland Michael Ritzke, number number eleven, uh, Horsham, Pennsylvania, LaSalle College High School, five star ranked receiver, uh, more more of a go up and get it type of guy. I'm not, I don't want to be no slot. I'll be like I'll be like a six five go up and get it type guy. Um, I like being physical in the end zone, doing those fades and stuff, uh, especially like this one right here. Um, so uh, third option. Wow, I'll narrow it down to my three options here. Third option, university of Wisconsin, Madison campus. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Wisconsin has had, or Wisconsin has had, first of all, a great football program uh, in the past couple of years. They're known as RBU, like 44 drafts, or 44 running backs drafted in the common draft era, era no school scrapes that. Um, they're in the Big Ten, so like probably like the second best conference. So I get a whole lot of, um, uh, what's it called, competition in there. Um, and yeah, just all overall, Madison's always ranked one of the best college sports towns, one of the best college towns in the country year after year. It's in the middle of a bustling uh, capital city in Wisconsin. What's, what's, what's not to love? Um, all right, now I'm going to move on to my number two pick. Uh, go Badgers, by the way. Now I'm going to my number two pick. This is going to be UCLA. Um, uh, the reason why I chose this West Coast school is one, uh, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a California dream, you know what I mean? Uh, what's not what's not the love about being a five star receiver, um, in California, not having to worry about any grades or anything, um, sit there with beach babes all day when you don't have class, um, play at the Coliseum once a year against USC. It's gonna be it'll be phenomenal. Um, I feel like just UCLA would be great. Uh, first of all, you're in Los Angeles too. It's just just a phenomenal scene. I know someone that went there. I, also, I often talked about the campus with them, uh, to them. Uh, and yeah, they, they just say they loved it there. You know, we'll talk a little about Los, Los Angeles. And number one, boys and girls, let's go. Get hyped, get hyped. Number one, your five star recruit, Rylan Michael Ritzke, receiver, LaSalle College High School, has committed to Penn State. Go, Ti- go Tigers, go Tigers. Many uh, lines, same thing. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I've committed to Penn State um, solely because I'm just, first of all, there's this one video is actually like engraved in my brain. You guys can look it up um, on YouTube after. I hope you all do. I've probably already seen it. Like, yeah, like, you, no, you know what it is. Uh, you go on YouTube. First of all, there's two videos, actually. One, look up Michigan versus Penn State 2019 first play. It was first, the whiteout. Everybody's seen it. It was, it was a whiteout. It was a whiteout first play. Michigan can't even hear at the line. You have 100,000 white college students screening onto a field. The energy's insane. You can't even hear a thing. Shea Patterson looks over to John Harbaugh. He just throws up the tee. They call a timeout. First play. They can't even get a snap off. Um, that video just is so electric. And then, of course, I forget what year, but you've seen it. The Ohio State, Penn State, blocked field goal. 
returns it in for a touchdown. Come on now. Just that video is just super like hype vibes. I mean, just the Penn State, Penn State. I mean, you go down to the stadium, you look around and you see a hundred thousand people rocking the white, rocking the pom-poms. It's lit. You got, um, zombie nation playing. You got seven nation army. It's just unreal. Like, uh, game day there is electric. Imagine cheetah, cheetah. Imagine it. You're Ron Lekorski, fast recruit, first game. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, Big Ten championship. Or no, not, not championship because that's always played a neutral site. Uh, but it's a Big Ten matchup. You walk out of the tunnel. You can already hear the screams. Uh, cheetah. It's one of those, like, tunnel cams where it shows Franklin uh, linked up. And then you, they're walking through the tunnel. You can just feel, like, the stadium above you just jumping up and down. You come out. The white fireworks shoot out. Everyone's running white. Come on now, dude. What's not the love about dude, that? I'm not lying. I would have to bring two pairs of pants to the game because I would exactly. just Exactly. That would be so hype. That would be so hype. Like, dude, seriously, so I would. That'd be the most hype thing ever. And to think – the things, first drive because I'm in the locker yeah. room. Yeah. The thing that I wouldn't even, like, care – like, I, I don't even, like, care that much about Penn State or I don't even like their athletics that much, but just that game day scenery is incredible. It's just – that would make me commit. 100%. Uh, I'd be the next Allen Robinson. So, anyways, that sums it up, boys. Uh, Wisconsin, UCLA, and uh, Penn State. And those are my choices. I hope you all respect them. Rylan, don't be offended by this question, but real-world situation, can you get in? Uh, right now, right now, I'd say it's like 50-50. Okay. I'd say it's like 50-50, yeah. Put, I'm going to work. Put down, you. like, you're, get, you're doing summer school for him. Yeah. Summer school here. Yeah, come on now. Get him in. Get him in. Let's go. Let's go, Ben. Let's go. Cheetah, you're coming November out. 15th, Cheetah, November 15th. Early action. October 9th for you. October 9th for you, Ben. Let's go. Let's go. October 9th. Coming out of quarantine. Um, so, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> um, what happened? Was November say? 15th. Early action. November 15th. Early action. I thought it was like the I first. Because I'm doing early oh, action. They moved it back. Oh, really? Get up to date. No. Oh, damn. I wasn't do, on that. Do you not follow Penn State on Instagram and Twitter? Oh. <laughs> I can't say I do, actually. Awkward. <laughs> I didn't even get him from a college interview day. I'm like, thanks, Temple and Seton Hall. I'll go there. <laughs> What's wrong with Temple? Uh, it's, a, it's a fake tough school. Well, I mean, Temple tough. It's not as great uh, as Xavier. Come on. Maybe that should be a, a debate topic on one of these uh, next podcasts. Is Temple really to, tough? I, I would love to hear – you not now, obviously, because we're out of time. But I would love to hear Cronin pitch uh, to Ryan why Temple is an elite school, and then Ryan rebuttal with why Temple is not an elite school. That would make I, I like that idea too. I'll be all over you, that. you got Campo in here. Oh my god, that would be <laughs> Troy too. Wow, yeah. we're getting heated. We get Dude, we got the, we got we got even all the Temple so people. Like, so like Bob and Aiden versus all the Penn State people. Out. Yeah, um, Temple versus get Garvin in here. Oh my god, uh, Cheetah. Cheetah, as I was saying, so, like, I'm sitting there. You're coming out of the tunnel with Franklin. Uh, Justin Machida, Walkland at Penn State. Jimmy, Jimmy Morrissey-type beat. You get a four-hour scholarship, like, your third year in. You're, uh, you're a red shirt and everything. Starting slot receiver. How hype is that? Come on now. Doesn't get any more hype than that. No, but it does not. Also, Nick Foles yeah. just missed a wide-open receiver for a touchdown. So, Ben, that, that sucks. That's <laughs> all that. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, yeah I guess I'll, I guess I'll close this one out. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a very static episode. One of my favorites so far to record and shoot, et cetera. 
Um, Justin and Ben, once again, thank you all for joining us. Oh, we got two. We got two football stars. Just one is American football. Um, and yeah, uh, Dan and Liam, business as usual. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Everybody eats part three. I don't know if you've made it to this point. Uh, not many people do watch our podcast at this point, but if you have, thank you for watching uh, and subscribe for more.